we are going to have bad days. We're going to still get angry. We're going to still do that. But if you can bring more of that contentment into your life, processing the other stuff that's thrown at you, you can stay so much more above water and feel better. Welcome to Imagine Yourself Podcast, where we help you imagine your next chapter of life with grace, gratitude, courage, and faith. Hello there, I'm Lene here with Sandy, and we want to let you know right at the very beginning that we know and we understand there's a lot going on in this world, a lot going on in everyone's lives. So we want to thank you for taking this step with us today in an episode that is all about finding true happiness, because humans want happiness. We have songs like Happy. We have the pursuit of happiness included in the Declaration of Independence. Sandy and I started this Imagine Yourself podcast to help us all literally imagine ourselves living lives that reach towards health and happiness. So let's just get to it. We have as our guest today, Carrie Life Coach, affectionately our Life Coach Carrie. She was our guest in the past on Imagine Yourself, and she is wise and wonderful Her passion is to impact women's lives, bringing that hope and motivation that we need to work through life's challenges that will come up, that we will have to face, and she is willing to give us some genuine ways to find true happiness. So Carrie Rasenberger, please drop some good stuff on us today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. This is one of my favorite topics. And I can't wait to jump in. And I loved what you said. Yes, if there is one thing that most of us have in common is the desire to find true happiness. So Carrie, do we have a problem confusing maybe happiness just as um, a feeling or a sense of joy and then happiness based on circumstance? I definitely think we do. You know, sometimes we feel like Let's just take it when we were kids. I'm going to go back to like middle school. We thought we'd be happy if we were in the popular group or if we dated that guy, we'd be happy. And as we get older, you know, when you get into your 20s, you think you're going to be happy if you have that white picket house and the two kids and the dog. And what we really forget about is that is external happiness. You can get a new car and that makes you feel good. You can get your hair done. But that is instant gratification. And true happiness really is going deeper and getting delayed gratification, working for feeling fulfilled, feeling great about who you are in your skin, you know, the environment you live in, having self-love. And it's different a little bit for everybody, but it's really going internal. I love the fact that you mentioned delayed gratification as opposed to instant gratification. And you mentioned internal versus external. It seems like you're kind of flipping on its head. Everything that we think immediately as humans, we have to go a little bit deeper to get to that happiness level. And I know that you told us kind of before the show started that you get a lot of DMs from people who are seeking happiness. It's like that one thing that we all have in common. And do you think we're all willing to work on it, even though, like I said, it's kind of contrary to the ways that we ordinarily would want to move in life? I think there's a lot of people ready to work on it, to improve themselves. The biggest thing to understand when we go for that instant gratification, we're also going where 
our brain is rewarding our system, right? We're releasing the dopamine and we're getting that I feel good that moment. And it's learning to get over that and sometimes going deeper where we have to dig in to what's really going on. What are we holding ourselves back for in life? Are we not dealing with our feelings, avoiding pain? And a lot of times that avoiding and seeking instant gratification, it kind of numbs us to get to what is really going on. We all can cultivate happiness in our lives but we really need to work at it. I developed a happy life assessment. It's free on my Instagram. You just download it PDF. And I did that when I was really suffering through difficult times. You know, I was feeling like everything's okay on the outside, but I was really pretending it was okay and not dealing with what was emotionally going on inside. And I was struggling and it was hard. And what I really learned to be truly happy You need to dig deep into what's going on inside and stop avoiding, you know, the hurt that you haven't dealt with since your childhood. And from this, I put together five key areas of your life. One is self-love and compassion, self-awareness, your environment, which is really important for your happiness, relationships, and self-care. What this really gave me analyzing this, you know, about five years ago was looking at about 20 areas of each topic of what was going on in my life. And it really gave me insight. What was working? Where did I have love? Where did I have fulfillment? And then it gave me, oh my gosh, aha moments where I had one area, kind of a self-care that I was, you know, had five out of 20. And I was really ignoring that, you know, through motherhood, trying to work, trying to do everything for my kids. I really ignored myself and that was making me unhappy. Doing this, it's really great. Like I have some clients that take this and they'll come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I got a zero on this one area. And I'm like, it's not a test score though. You know, This is only for personal growth of really diving into hard questions. You know, are you being a people pleaser? Are you always doing things for everybody else and you're on the back burner in your environment? You can look at your environment. Is your work environment healthy or are you toxic? Is your home environment healthy? Even look in your drawers. Have you just been dumping everything in the closet and ignoring that, that stress? And so really digging in deep is where true happiness comes from. Looking at all areas of your life and being fulfilled. And the crazy thing is the harder you work and the more you can focus on yourself, the more you have to give to others, that's true. Yeah, it does make it easier to be there for others. So I'd like to dig a little bit deeper on the five keys that you mentioned. I know folks can find them on your Instagram, but before the end of the episode, if it's cool, I'd love to circle back and dive a little deeper on that. But regarding doing things for others, it truly is a way to bring yourself joy, bringing others joy. And it's something that we genuinely love to and want to do, not only for friends and family, but also for others who may reach out to us or we see a need. But there is definitely that balance. So where do we strike that balance between being there for other folks and taking care of ourselves? Well, that's a great question. Because when you're a people pleaser, there's no happiness in it, because all you're doing is draining yourself. So finding the balance and knowing What are healthy boundaries to set up for yourself? 
And knowing those where you're putting yourself first, when you do things for others, it's more meaningful. And it's truly you're doing it because you're grateful, you appreciate, you want to do it. Being a people pleaser, you kind of get in that autopilot mode of life where you're just doing, 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 and you do nothing for yourself. So finding that balance is really important, but learning to put you first is even more important. And a lot of people will be like, well, that's being selfish. I'm like, no, selfish is all you care about yourself. It's like being on an airplane. They have you put the oxygen mask on yourself and you can help your children. When you're putting yourself first, it's kind of the same concept, taking care of your well-being and your happiness. So then you can really have more to give to others. Truly, you need to practice to be happy. You need to cultivate what makes you happy. Sometimes I have clients and I say, well, what makes you happy? And they're like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. (laughs) They haven't even taken that time with themselves. And like you said, in a self-love way to even determine because they've been so busy serving others and pleasing others and living Mm -hmm. for others' lives. And that's pretty common. And it's even when you go deeper, what do you like? I don't know what I like. And I find that a lot of people going into coming into the empty nest stage, you know, the women I'm working with, they've been so focused on everything else, whether stay-at-home mom, career mom, soccer mom, everything. And they get to the time where their kids go to college and one question, what do you like to do? And it is so common. They're like, (laughs) it's like a pause. (laughs) And so I'm like, well, let's think of things. Don't overthink because you'll like paralyze. But let's come up with 20 things in three minutes, every single thing you like. I like hiking. I like walking. I like being outside. I like being with my friends. Um, I have clients that are creative. And sometimes they come across a passion in life that they forgot about for years. And it's so wonderful to be able to bring those things as a child that we forgot that made us happy back into our life as an adult, because we can get so fixated on the autopilot. It's kind of like you're numb to whatever else is going by. Your brain is reacting without even thinking, doing the same old, same old, same old. So that's what I love all of the listeners to ask themselves right now. What makes you happy? And you might not know, but to think about it in What can you do to cultivate more happiness in your life? I also like, Carrie, that you said that you do have to work for it because, again, many times people still think, you know, okay, I'm working on it. And even that part they think is going to be instantaneous. But I do want to warn people because I've had this happen myself, that sometimes as you begin establishing boundaries with some of the people in your life that you do care about and that you do love, and you start scheduling your life differently and taking time for yourself differently, you might get some pushback from others. But remember, and you said this too, Carrie, the ultimate goal is so that you have peace also, not just to keep the peace with others. It might take a a little bit for them to get used to this new you, get adjusted to it, but it'll be worth it. It really will be worth it for your own peace of mind. That will be long lasting and it'll just be a whole new way of living. I love that you brought that up. Not having boundaries and going to setting boundaries 
is a big pushback with some people. Yeah. And it could be from making your relationship healthier, what's good for you, because you've been such an enabler or doing things. But even with your kids, you know, my kids are so used to me doing everything, having the meal ready, getting them to soccer, you know, up until midnight when they're having the breakdown because they're afraid that they weren't studying enough. (laughs) And what I had to do, and this is going to, you know, make sound silly to some, but I actually made a big sign, Y-O-U, capital letters, and put it next to my computer as a reminder for me to focus on you, for me to focus on myself. Yes. And because I found myself going back to my old patterns and not doing things that made me happy, or I found that I had to stand up of, it's my time. But what do you mean it's your time, mom? Or my husband, what do you mean? I'm so used to you doing this. I'm like, no, I'm starting my business in my 50s, you know, and not doing corporate America. It's my time. I even had to put little stickies on my door. Do not disturb. Yeah. And then on the glass doors, I put curtains. So I would put them through and my curtains are closed. You do not knock on my door unless the house is burning down. (laughs) See, well, you know, I thought what you were going to say is when you said you had the sign Y-O-U, I thought you were going to say that you hold that little sign up for your kids (laughs) so that they can look at it and say, oh, that's for, they are supposed to do (laughs) whatever that works for you to do. I would, I would text them. You can do this. You can do this. And it's not that they weren't independent. I created this doing everything in kind of that atmosphere, but it is work. And it's also kind of, sometimes it hurts going through this growth because there are other things you need to heal. Why did I neglect myself for so many years? And also you create things in your relationships and now you're like, well, I have needs too. There's growing pains, but the way I look at suffering, if you've been feeling hurt, That's the only way your body tells you you've been ignoring taking care of yourself. So that pain, it can be physical or it can be emotional, but sometimes you put it way down. Oh, you bury it. And that's what you were talking about earlier is you got to bring it back up. You got to bring it back up. And sometimes burying that pain, you've created a numbness and you just deal and you're just going on with everyday life. It's not that you aren't having happy moments, right? I mean, I always had blast my kids and we did crazy fun things, but when it came down to my own true happiness within and with who I am, I wasn't the best version of myself. I was the best version for them because I was doing everything for them. Right. But for truly being the best version for myself, it's stuff I had to work on. And that's getting back into self-care. You know, I used to run marathons. I had to get back into self-care. A lot of times is one thing that leaves first. And that's self-care is not only just doing what you hear everybody says, eat, drink water, eat right, take vitamins, work out on a regular basis, but it's also finding relaxing time. I don't know about how about you, but I'm so used to go, go, go. I never took time to relax. And I found in the past five years, that is just as important in the process of becoming the best version of yourself as being busy, taking down the time, learning to be content within yourself. 
I'm fascinated by all of this. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm fascinated by the fact that, like you said, you started a new career in your 50s. You were in corporate America for a while. And now you have your own business. You're an entrepreneur. And life coaching is really catching on. I was checking out your website. And it says an evidence-based approach that empowers you to become an expert in your own life. So there's like a science. There is kind of a science. A lot of women that come to me, the most thing in common is no nobody's happy. They have happy parts of their life, but they aren't happy in general. A word that's very important to me is awareness. If we aren't aware, we don't know where we need to evolve. And that is huge because we think we know what's going on, but the evidence base is kind of getting aware, getting aware of your body physically. If you're being triggered by something, what's triggering you? A lot of times everyone's like, oh, I don't know. But what goes on in your body even before you get triggered? And when we start going through that awareness, a lot of people you know, that are struggling with trauma, whether present or past, get through physical things in our body first, where our neck tightens, your hands get sweaty, the heart palpitates. And getting that awareness takes you to, well, what are your thoughts next? Are you being triggered? What just triggered you? And starting to be aware of what triggers you, even understanding that helps for the next step of growth. How are you reacting? And what thoughts are you creating in your mind, right? When you're reacting, are you going into... PTSD at the typical freeze, fight, flight mode. And if you do, you know, how are you handling that? And then we can work on grounding techniques to get you back into the present because present is the only thing you can control in life. You can plan for the future, but to actually control right now what happens a year from now, there's no control. Byron Katie did a book that I loved called Loving What Is. And from that book, I really learned from her, the past is the past. You don't have to agree with it. You can't change it. And if you're struggling from it, then we need to heal that emotion from it. But accepting it is what it is, is a big growth step. So going back to the awareness, you know, to what you're talking about is getting aware of what you're struggling with. A lot of times we don't even realize, I didn't realize probably until five years ago, a lot of the patterns I was doing in my relationships is what I learned as a child. Yeah. And I'm implementing, and I didn't even know that. I didn't know that the freeze mode was kind of what I learned because my, my father was, you know, a very brilliant man, but he liked his alcohol. <laughs> and so with that, it was, you freeze when his anger happened. But I didn't even realize that until my 50s. That's how I respond sometimes. That was okay as a kid because that kept me kind of invisible. But as an adult, that's not, doesn't work with adult life. And so working on this awareness, this is what I'm talking about. Finding your true happiness is kind of overcoming some of these lifelong obstacles and knowing it's not your fault. And there's things that we hold on to thinking that, even on a logical part, when we're using the front part of our brain, we'll say, oh, we know it's not our fault. But when we're triggered, we go into that inner child and we're hurting just as bad as we did as a 10-year-old kid. So working through this awareness and getting through it, that's kind of another part of where it leads you to really 
lifetime internal happiness. Letting go of what we've been holding on to that hurts so much. You know, I've been in my 50s and there was childhood pain that I was holding on to since I was a kid, but I wasn't aware. And so going through my happy life assessment, there's a lot of questions that make you kind of go deep into your struggles, working through those struggles. And really, people don't like this. Healing is not linear. It's up and down. I have clients that feel great for two weeks and then start all of a sudden hit hard. And I'm like, that's part of healing. Sit with it, feel with it. You don't have to like it, but working through it is how you let it go. This is just going on a deeper level of happy life assessment. But if you do have struggles to get to truly be happy is working through a lot of this. And we can find your life assessment on your website or on your Instagram or both? Yes, it's on both. You can go on my Instagram under the link tree and click on happy life assessment. And it is free. It comes as a PDF, print it out. Some people this works really, really well for. It depends on where you're at. Some people might only need one area to focus on. But the biggest thing that my clients get from this is it's really great doing sessions because we can dive in and really figure out what's holding them back to finding their true happiness. And a lot of that is finding who they really are and what the best version of themselves is. And it really only matters what you think. It doesn't matter what others think. And I say that over and over. It's nice if people love to see how you're evolving and being so happy and content in your life. However, if they don't like it, that's their problem to deal with, not yours. Because what it comes down to, it just matters that you care what you're doing and that what you're doing is the best for you. That's a big shift away from the way many of us were raised. And we need that reminder. That's another thing I love about you, Carrie, and about, uh, we always go on your Instagram at Carrie Life Coach, because you give those very important reminders. Mm -hmm. Everything that you're saying right now, you post those kinds of encouraging, uplifting, empowering reminders because it is easy to get off track and and revert back to the way we were taught to be. We were kind of, many of us were taught to be people pleasers, but to kind of overhaul that is really important. I know um, we did the episode with you back over a year ago called Great Relationships Start with the One You Have with Yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like that episode on our podcast, Imagine Yourself. It really kind of redefines why you're here. You know, we care about other people, absolutely, but we have to care about ourselves too. <laughs> so true. And I love how you said how we were brought up. My brother and sister are a lot older than me. So my mom is 87. If my dad was alive, he'd be in his 90s. And it was also that generation where, you know, my mom was that stay at home, take care of the family. And in that generation, it was a lot of drinking the alcohol at work. You know, the men were and having the martinis when they came home. And so it was that I was brought up in a generation where it was kind of like, you don't speak unless you're spoken to. And my father was a very dominant force and he was scary, you know? So you learn that kind of molded you into a people pleaser. If I do that, I keep peace. I won't get yelled at. 
or I'll be invisible. And I'm glad you brought that up because if it's what we were taught when we were little, you know, nobody can be upset with themselves as a midlife woman because it's what you were taught. You don't know better. And this is what I, I tell my clients and it gives me goosebumps kind of that you did the best you can do and you can't get mad at yourself because you're doing what you learned and you probably molded getting into more relationships like that, which I did. And I didn't know better because I was in my comfort zone. And a lot of people think comfort zone is a healthy place. Not necessarily. A comfort zone is what you're used to. And if you're used to a toxic, abusive relationship and you don't know better as a child, that's what you look for because that's what's comfort. When somebody's too nice, it might feel a little like uneasy or you don't trust it. So what you learned as a kid and you duplicated as your parents or did some of that, it's not your fault. And have compassion, have forgiveness and have caring. And that is a huge step. It's hard to do, but it's a huge step to finding true happiness within and accepting I love my strengths. I'm totally fine with and love my weaknesses and I'm fine with everything in between. And when you are truly happy within, that's where you get to. And it's so worthwhile, but not always fun in that process. But my whole thing is trust the process. And you have a process set up too. Now you have your one week um, self-love boot camp, And we talked a lot about self-love already. And then you also have your Heal Now, Finding Happiness After a Toxic Relationship. And that could be like you're talking about in your family of origin, or it can be like a partner relationship, any kind? Well, any kind. You know, this is kind of formed from the clients that I've been getting, and I've been asked a lot. I get numerous amount of direct messages, and it is from everything, a toxic boss, a toxic boyfriend toxic husbands they've been in a relationship with for 20 some years right and it's been a pattern and that is really really hard and then I have some women in their 50s that have always had a toxic mom and they are still battling as their parents get older the toxic relationship so the course I devised it works on awareness your body? How are you getting triggered by your toxic parent? How are you getting triggered by your boss? Being aware of that, going through, understanding physically what you're feeling, understanding what your triggers are. And toxic people have narcissistic traits, okay? That doesn't mean they are narcissistic personality disorder. However, out of all the traits, they have a lot of them. So it goes through educating, manipulation, And they are so good at manipulation, gaslighting, that you don't even realize that all of a sudden that toxic person would clear to anybody else that did it. But then in five minutes, you think you did it. (laughs) You know, that manipulation. So it's understanding that. But my main focus is really getting into the healing process and really understanding what you need to work through with self-love and compassion, self-care and setting healthy boundaries. A lot of times in those relationships, we don't set boundaries. We've learned to enable and learn to do it. And also understanding what we did that contributed to it. So we don't do those patterns later. 
So, I mean, it goes through a lot of different things. And the, the overall is to build resilience, build self-confidence, heal, and really find true happiness within because that's really what matters in life. Wow. And can you say your website just for everyone? Because I just have a feeling that everyone who's listening is going to want to jump over there, take a look at these. We mentioned the Instagram at Carrie Life Coach, but what about your website? Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, Rosenberger, R-A as in Apple, S-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R.com. But I would love all the women out there to really dive into this and really grasp on their true happiness. Because when you get there, life is amazing. doesn't mean you're not going to have a bad day once in a while, you know, (laughs) that's just life. But when we get those bad days, instead of it sinking our ship, we can process through it a little bit more. We are going to have bad days. We're going to still get angry. We're going to still do that. But if you can bring more of that contentment into your life, processing the other stuff that's thrown at you, you can stay so much more above water and feel better, not only about the situation, but better about yourself, how you're handling it. So you aren't being reactive, explosive. So you aren't yelling at your kids or your spouse because you're triggered, that you're learning to, okay, I need to take a step back. You can even excuse yourself. Hey, give me five minutes and think about it. Think about what's going on how you're processing it, and then you can respond back in a proactive way, which is good for you, but also good for the relationship. Perfect. You are a wise woman here, Coach Carrie. I was wondering if to just run it by one more time, because I know that people like to take tangible things with them. For our takeaway time, as our takeaway today, would you be willing to just list those five areas of that self-assessment quiz. I know that people can go take it, but to just kind of remind us, what are those areas that we can keep that in mind in our lives? Sure. The areas that are really important, and there'll be 20 questions that dive deep into each. The first one's combined, self-love and compassion. And that is really important to have compassion with yourself. Talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend. And also, as we mentioned, self-love is just overall important. Self-awareness. I think we struggle a lot because we are not aware of what's really going on inside, okay? All areas of our life. Being aware of our thoughts, our true thoughts. Our brain does create a lot of things because of fears that aren't true. So being aware of true thoughts and your awareness of what do you get hurt by? You know, what makes you happy? What makes you feel loved? Self-care, I think, is big. Before we start struggling, self-care is an area that starts dropping off where we stop exercising, start eating the junk food, start drinking the wine more. And then the fourth one is relationships. The questions on there can be relationships with your partner, could be look at relationships with your family, your parents, um, bosses. And then environment. I think a lot of times we don't focus enough on our environment. And our environment could even be our bedroom. Are we never picking it up? Are we getting stressed? How many to-do lists have you never done in the past year and it's always on your mind? That type of environment, your outside environment, 
you can even look in your car environment. Is it trashed? <laughs> and every mm -hmm. time you get into your car, you're like, ah, and it stresses you out. But I think environment is really important to recognize. So real quick, um, I'll just do it again. Self-love and compassion, self-awareness, self-care, relationships, and environment. Excellent. Beautiful. And we'll um, list that um, at imagineyourselfpodcast.com or we'll put a link to your website, I guess, um, and your Instagram and all of the information where people can jump on and just to do the assessment. I mean, what can hurt except for you find out a lot more about yourself. And then if you want to go and take it a step further with Coach Carrie, find out how you can you do virtual sessions and whatnot. I do. Um, some Zoom, some just want to do it by phone. But for your listeners, if they want to do the happy life assessment, I'll give them a free 30 minute mini session and we can dive into it and kind of come up with the first action plan because that's what we do. What is the first thing out of this that you can work on to get yourself to the best version of who you want to be? I think the 30 minutes and just getting that first step can be huge, can be life changing actually. Yeah. And um, a lot of times I think the first step is the hardest, but I also think it is the one that gets us on the right path and the most insight or clarity you might get for where you need to go to. I love it. Well, we thank you so much for giving us all of these gems of wisdom, knowledge, teaching us about self-awareness, teaching us about self-love, all those components. Thank you, Carrie, for being our guest again. I <laughs> love it. I'm so thankful to be here and thank you, ladies. Yeah. And then for everyone else, I just want to say, imagine yourself really getting still and quiet and digging in deeper into your life, into your thoughts, into yourself and finding that true happiness that you deserve and that is possible. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we appreciate your feedback. If you can leave us a review or a rating, that would be awesome. Not only does it help us shape the podcast, but it helps other folks find us as well. Please feel free to connect with us. In fact, we definitely encourage you to do that at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. All of our social media information is up there, as well as, of course, info on Carrie and where to find her and her resources. And we'll also drop that in the show notes. Until next time, when we have something new to imagine, here's to you finding your true happiness.